as we enter into the Christmas month, let's begin this message with a Christmas passage. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. And I'll be reading Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 21, which read, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. There is only one baby in all of history that had the choice of whether or not to be born. And it was this one, Jesus Christ. Jesus could have remained at his father's right hand, wearing his kingly crown and his royal robes, but he chose to exchange all the riches, all the honor, and all the glory of heaven for the poverty of humanity. He chose. It was a voluntary act of our Lord to come down and take on the experience of humanity, to come down and to fulfill the meaning of his name and to save his people from their sins. As William Barclay wrote, Jesus was not so much the man born to be king as the man born to be savior. He came to this world not for his own sake, but for us and for our salvation. He came by his choice, a voluntary act. And it is this voluntariness that I want us to understand today. It is this voluntariness that I want us to try to try to help us, that I want to use to help us grasp the love of Jesus as our Savior. If you have a Bible, turn with me to the book of John, John chapter 10, as we look at, at a passage that I think is one of the most loving passages in all of Scripture, one of, the, one of the greatest testimonies to the love of Jesus in all of Scripture, but maybe a passage that you haven't thought about as a, as a passage of love before. John chapter 10 and verse 11, and verse 11 is not the, the passage of love that I am speaking about, but we are going to begin in verse 11. And Jesus said this in red letters in my Bible, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And then the passage of love, verse 18. Listen to this. No one takes it from me, but I lay down my life of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down. No one takes it from me. I lay down my life of my own accord. It doesn't say the words, but I hope you hear there in verse 18 of John chapter 10 this phrase. I love you. Now the Bible tells us in John chapter 15 and verse 13 
that greater love has no one than this, that someone would lay down their life for their friends, which Jesus did. But, but his love exceeded this level of love because it was not just his friends that he laid down his life for. You see, Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8 tells us something else. The Bible tells us that for while we were still sinners, while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in this, in that while we were still sinners, while we were still enemies, while we were not yet friends with Jesus, he died for us. Just in those two passages, just in, in John chapter 15 and verse 13, and in Romans chapter 5 verses 6 through 8, there, there is plenty of evidence to tell us that Jesus is different than everyone else. That there is something unique and special about us. He dies for his friends, yes, but he also dies for his enemies. Right now, think about this, right now, whether you care about Jesus or not, he loves you. Whether, whether you are his friend or his enemy, he loves you. And he died for you. Even if you have made the decision in your heart to never fully follow Jesus, he still loves you and died for you. Even if you won't receive the full benefit of that death. But y'all, this testimony of Jesus' love through his death goes even deeper than him dying for a friend and even deeper than him, him dying for an enemy. Because the truth is there are people, other people besides Jesus who have died for friends. And there are other people besides Jesus who have, who have died for enemies. Jesus' death was voluntary a special kind of voluntary and I'll I'll show you what I mean let's look at Isaiah chapter 53 back in the Old Testament Isaiah chapter 53 which is a beautiful prophecy about the 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 sacrifice of Jesus and what he did for us in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 4 reads in this way surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. I want you to think about the second part of that verse. It is what many of us have been taught. We've been taught that God put our sins, God took our sins and put them on Jesus. Jesus was the, the sacrificial lamb. He was just the innocent lamb sitting there and, and along came God and, and placed those, those sins upon Jesus. And because Jesus was covered in our sins, we've been taught God's wrath then caused him to die on the cross. We considered him punished by God and stricken by him and afflicted by him. We considered this to be the case, but, but folks, that is not actually what happened. Remember what Jesus said, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. 
I have the authority to lay my life down. And that is exactly what the beginning of verse 4 in Isaiah 53 teaches us. In the NIV, it states, Surely he took up our pain. In the English Standard Version and the New King James Version, which is what I read, which is what I read, surely he has borne our griefs. And in other versions, it says, surely he has taken up our infirmities. In whatever way your Bible renders it, it is stronger in the original language than it is in the English. This doesn't say that Jesus merely took our sins and sorrows and they were put on Jesus. It says, it, it, it indicates that Jesus himself lifted sins off had to bend down, lift sins off of us, and he took them and put them upon himself. That's what that word means. It was a voluntary act of Jesus. We considered him smitten by God. We considered him stricken by God. We considered him afflicted by God. But no, Jesus voluntarily came to you and took that sin that you hate in your life and picked that up off of you and put it on himself. He came and he took that sin that, that disgusts me and that I struggle with from week to week and month to month and year to year and I fight with and I say, God, give me a bit. And he took that thing and he put it on his shoulders. He didn't have to put the sin on himself. He voluntarily lifted it off of you and put it on himself. He voluntarily lifted it off of me and put it on himself. He voluntarily lifted it off of everyone that you know and everyone that you don't know and everyone that you love and everyone that you don't love. He took all of that and put it on himself. Just as Jesus was the only baby who chose to be born, Jesus was also the only human who voluntarily chose death. Now you may say, wait, 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 wait a second. He's the only human that voluntarily chose death. That isn't, that isn't true. There are, there are people that, that have risked their lives and, and, and been willing to die for others. Yes. I know of those people. My dad's cousin, Willis, was a senior at Portland Adventist Academy many years ago. And every year, the seniors at Portland Adventist Academy would take a, a trip, a senior day to the coast of Oregon to spend the day at the coast. The Oregon coast, for those of you who are not aware, is not the safest or the warmest ocean to swim in, but, but some of those crazies out there, they, they did do so. And on this day, the seniors were swimming in the ocean and towards the end of the day, the tides were changing and everyone was exiting out of the water. And as they were exiting, there was one young lady who could not make it out. And Willis, my dad's cousin, my second cousin, I guess, saw her caught in the, in the undertow and pulling her out to sea. And my dad's cousin, Willis, ran back into the water. He got to her, pulled her up out of the water and began to, to swim her back to a safe place. He got her somewhere where, where she was able to, to, to get a hold of something, to grab a hold of something so that she could safely get transition out of the undertow and to continue her life. But by that point, Willis 
had used up all of his own life, all of his own energy, all of his own strength to save her. And when he got her to safety, he had no more to give. And he sunk beneath the waters and was pulled out, never to be seen again. He gave his life for his classmate. He voluntarily risked his life, but he didn't choose to die. Well, some may say, yes, that's not really choosing. He did risk it. He didn't know for sure or choose to die. But they may say, what about the martyrs? What about the martyrs? What about, what about someone like Jan Hus or John Hus, as he's referred to in the English, the, the Czech priest? What about him? He was burned at the stake. You might remember that Hus famously said right before, before he died, God is my witness that the principal intention of my preaching and all my other acts or writings are solely that I might turn people from sin. And in that truth of the gospel that I wrote, taught and preached in accordance with the sayings and expositions of the holy doctors, he said, I am willingly glad to die today. That seems pretty voluntary. Not too many minutes after that, they struck the match and John Huss was burned to death. But here's where I want you to see and understand that these seemingly voluntary deaths for others to save another from drowning in the sea, uh, to save others from their sins, they are not the same as what Jesus did. Hear me. These people chose the circumstances and even maybe the timing of their deaths. If someone takes their own life, they, they choose the timing of their death. But they didn't actually choose death. We don't choose death. Just as we didn't choose to be born, but it was a choice made by someone else, we don't choose death. Because unless Jesus comes soon, we are all going to die. We have no choice about it. We may choose the timing, we may choose the circumstances, but we don't actually choose death. Death is unavoidable for all of humanity. Remember, death is a consequence of sin. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. But Jesus didn't have to die at all. Death had no rights over Jesus. Jesus had the power to never die. Do you remember the story in Matthew chapter 26 when, when, when they're coming to arrest Jesus in the garden and, and Peter pulls out his sword and strikes the ear of one of the people that is there with the, with the mob? And do you remember Jesus' words to Peter? He said to him, don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly? Jesus was perfect. So his consequence was not death. It was eternal life. The wages of sin is death and Jesus had no sin. 
That makes Jesus Jesus Christ's death the only truly and completely voluntary death. We as humans may choose when or how to die, but Jesus was the only one that actually chose death when there was no death in his future. Do you know what that means? Do you understand what that means? That's why I say that verse in in John chapter 10, verse 18 is so loving. I lay down my life of my own accord. Jesus wasn't saying at some point I lay down my life of my own accord. What he was saying is I don't ever have to die, but I am choosing death for you because I love you. So that you won't have to die. The wages of sin is death. And Jesus said, I'll take all their sin, Isaiah 53. I'll load it upon myself and I will choose death because I love them. I lay down my life of my own accord. In other words, I love you this much. To quote Pastor Tim Keller... What could have bound the limbs of the maker of the universe to the cross? What would be strong enough to hold down the arms of the one who created the stars? What would be strong enough to bind the limbs of the maker of the universe to the cross? Nails? Chains? No. Nothing but his love for you. The voluntariness of Jesus' death shows the depth of his love. Some may have a friend die for them. Some may even have an enemy die for them. But there is only one that actually chose something which was never theirs to receive, death. And he chose it because he loves you. Jesus. Jesus. He says, I love you. I gave my life of my own accord So that you would hear every time you looked at the cross, I love you. I'm here so that you don't have to be here. I'm on this cross so that you don't have to be here. To each person listening to this message, I want you to understand that. Jesus is saying to us, I chose death. I chose the ultimate suffering. No nails kept me there. No whips or soldiers kept me there. My love kept me on the cross. Because I chose that. So you wouldn't have to. So that you could choose me, Jesus says. If every time we looked at the cross, we realized that it wasn't an event that Jesus ever had to go through, but it was a choice that he made for us. If when we look at the cross and we see and hear his words, I lay down my life of my own accord, I love you. As your savior. If we hear that. And we'll accept 
the fullness of Jesus' love, the magnitude of his love, there is a transformational power in that love that, that, that emboldens, that, 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 that infiltrates, that, that magnifies every aspect of our life. I want you to hear him calling your heart today. The wounded hands, the pierced side, the marred feet plead eloquently for all of us who are headed towards death. Choose life with Jesus. Choose his love. Neither time nor events can lessen the efficacy of Jesus our Savior's love. I plead with you today, if you have not made a decision for Jesus, hear him calling you. See his arms open wide for you. See in this voluntary act the only one who was voluntarily born and who voluntarily died. He did it all so that you would hear this. Jesus, your Savior, loves you. Lord Jesus, I pray that we will hear your voice. Even as we, as we come out of sermon and listen to this last song, Lord, that we will hear your voice calling to us, telling us that you love us. Lord, may that love transform us. Lord, may we look upon you and see who we are in you, Jesus. I thank you that you volunteered, that you stepped forward and you said, I will take the thing, the death that was never meant for me so that I, so that my friends, so that my enemies could take the life that you want each one of us to have and the love of Jesus, our Savior, that each of us needs. Speak to us, Jesus. May we step into your arms, Lord, I pray. Amen.